Welcome to uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Jim Turpin. I'll be here until 11 today, as usual. We begin with an open line, then our first Illini Friday after the uh, 10 o'clock news, followed by more open line up until 11 o'clock. We had part of our Illini Friday activities uh, yesterday as Marion Wyatt brought her singers by. We'll have an Illini Friday program uh, each and every uh, Friday before Illinois home football games. So uh, we'll have a lot of things to uh, talk about uh, there. And uh, we've got plenty of things to talk about on an open line as well. Phone numbers here are 3569397 and the text line 3515357. That's the Castle Heating and the Cooling text line. So you can uh, get to us uh, either way. And we like dialogue on our programs, and uh, maybe you want to start uh, edging over towards uh, some sports talk today. That's uh, okay, too, because of the uh, the weekend. And uh, how many of you were watching uh, Ohio State and Indiana last night, but about midway through that uh, first half, I thought, oh, my goodness. We can't beat either one of these teams. Indiana looked uh, very good early on, and Ohio State had a rough time getting started, but then began to pour it on, and their overall talent began to show, and uh, they win it. Minnesota won as well, and it didn't, uh, didn't look too good beating uh, Buffalo. P.J. Flex uh, first game. In the news uh, this morning, uh, charges are possible in the case of that uh, woman who was killed by heat at the Champaign County Nursing Home. This happened on a hot day last uh, June. And a homeless man has been charged in two criminal cases. A 31-year-old faces robbery, burglary, gun, and forgery charges. Mm, He's got a plate full. Domestic violence case results in a 10-year term. And uh, finally, uh, Governor Rauner signs the school funding changes uh, package. This includes a tax credit uh, allowed for donations to private school scholarships as well. Lots of things in there, hundreds and hundreds of pages. Facebook uh, posts clued a man into his sister's family plate down in Texas, a story, a very interesting one in today's News Gazette. And the Gazette editorial this morning is about Governor Rauner and state legislators embarking on an experiment in reducing uh, prison 
recidivism. As Texas floodwaters recede, dangers abound. <coughs> In addition to the tragedy of all the bodies that are that are being found, there are other kind of uh, dangers as well, gators and other things. And Harvey's scams are abounding as well as crooks prey on disaster victims and altruistic uh, Americans. Voters describe President Trump in a new poll, candid, yes, presidential, not so much. And Obama's 2018 expenses will cost we taxpayers $1.1 million. That's the highest of the five living ex-presidents. A federal judge has ordered the FBI to disclose more details on how the agency handled Hillary Clinton's secret email account. Hadn't heard about that for quite some time. So those are just some of the stories that we'll be going through today. And I'll bet you have others. We have, uh, I had one letter here that was uh, from a uh, person who didn't want his name, uh, he wanted his name withheld. It's a letter actually to Josh Whitman. And the reason I'm looking at this is I guess this is the man. I don't know. Doesn't say. I don't know what the name is, but he says, or she says, uh, I uh, have in the past been a member of the President's Council at the University of Illinois, but I dropped out due to various university-related reasons. Recently, I've purchased season tickets and supported Lovey Smith in the new football direction. However, I will not be purchasing them next year. I also feel that since the decision was made to eliminate the war chant in the spring, it was disingenuous to withhold that information from the public until just before the first game to not affect season ticket or individual ticket sales to the games. The decision to withhold this information further casts a shadow on the veracity of further information generated by the University on Athletics and its traditions. Sad state of Illinois athletes continues on with another new low. So we've heard, uh, obviously, from a lot of uh, different uh, people, and the reason I read this this morning is it's from somebody who's uh, been involved in some of the decisions uh, made. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know exactly what the agenda has been for the President's Council or exactly when this person was uh, a member of the President's Council, but somebody well thought of, no doubt. It's a 912, 57 degrees here at the Radio Center. Benny says, good morning, Jim. The Hoosiers put a scare on my Buckeyes. If we had not played a better second half, the Hoosiers would have beaten us. If my Buckeyes are going to Go to the Rose Bowl. Ohio State will have to come out of the gate and play better than they did last night. Well, I expect they will play better. But Indiana had a an offense that uh, was 
interesting to watch because what happened is that uh, this is uh, well, they played fast before, but they were really playing fast last night. They didn't have an opportunity for for the uh, Ohio State didn't have an opportunity to even get their defense uh, set. One play after another after another, and uh, they led in the game for quite a while. They were completing one pass after another. And then uh, the Buckeyes begin to take over, and that's usually what happens when you have your talent against somebody else's talent. If your talent is that much better, you usually win. And Ohio State's talent is better than Indiana's, probably better than anybody's in the league. But uh, they've been having trouble on offense as – Happened in the, the game against Clemson last year, remember? Allen is uh, first up today. Hello, Allen. Well, Jim, I watched that game last night, too, and I also watched the Minnesota game, and I come to conclusion same as you did. Minnesota didn't look very good at all. I thought Indiana looked really good there for a while, but they, well, I, they just faded. That's all it was said. They, they made mistakes late, and you can't do that against Ohio State. Uh one thing I was wanted to talk about was Josh Whitman come out with that statement about uh, the war chant. And there's a lot of people upset with the war chant. I am too, and you are too. I did not care for Josh Whitman's comment about this university is much more than a drumbeat. He, of all people that play there, should know better. It's part of the tradition, University of Illinois. To say something like that, whether it's flippant or not, uh, I just thought he was out of out of line for saying that. Well, I thought it was a uh, a good letter. Had a lot of a good uh, background in it about uh, about uh, Josh himself and uh, how he he feels about the University of Illinois and what he is, you know, his uh, history with Illinois as, as a player and as a as a uh, student in the business and in the law school and. And uh, so on, and that's the kind of guy we've uh, we've all said. Uh, I bet you have too, Alan. Uh, somewhere along the line, we need to get an Illinois man in there. And uh, oh yeah, you know, every, everybody's got a boss, and uh, sometimes you have to do things that uh, the boss says that uh, you wouldn't uh, would do otherwise. And uh, you know, uh, Josh, uh, uh, he reports to the. To the chancellor, and uh, a lot of people report to Josh, and and it's uh, quite a mixture, like it is in any big company. And that's what this is: is a big company, it's a big operation, it's a big big deal, a lot of money involved, and in what's uh, what's going on over there. Well, I still think it was a cowardly way of doing it. I mean, you know, if they'd ever let anybody know it was coming up or they was going to talk about it, all of a sudden it was just there, and I. Never had a back and forth discussion on it at all. It was just done, and that was it. Yes, uh, I think most people would agree with that, and maybe they would agree with it as well that it it could have been handled better. The announcement of it, uh, in fact, there was no announcement of it. As exactly. uh, people know, it it, it happened uh, to be uh, made uh, public uh, at a soccer game, just uh, because some. Some people were uh, were doing the chant, and somebody had to tell them we don't do that anymore. 
But uh, let's have a good time this weekend and uh, get a good victory. I'll be there. And uh, talk to us uh, Monday morning. We're going to do our Monday morning quarterbacking, and uh, you're always a great listener and a great caller. So uh, I'm looking you, forward to it. You can uh, call uh, call Tate and give him a rough time. I already have. <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I'm saying is don't let up. Oh, I won't get too carried away. Okay, thanks. Yep, bye. We're at 356 9397. Text us at 351 It's 917. It's 58 degrees. I have to take a little jacket along tomorrow or something. I mean, it's going to be a little bit uh, nippy at uh, least early on. Maybe it'll warm up later. I don't know. No rain in the forecast, is there, Ed? Sportscaster, Ed. I don't think uh, there's any uh, bad weather uh, in any of the forecasts I've seen. Oh, I think it's supposed to be nice day. Light winds, about 70 degrees at kickoff. You think you're headed toward a, another direction in your career now? I don't think so. It's fun to go on, but I think I'm better at what I do than what I play around with. <laughs> it was the uh, Dave Long was uh, gone. He's doing a game volleyball uh, today that uh, we'll be carrying, and uh, Elizabeth Hess was no, not there either. So Ed was brought in to do sports and. Uh, did a good job. I was disappointed only in one thing, that he didn't give me a rundown of the winners in the United States Open Tennis Tournament because that is the true test of a sportscaster. If you can pronounce half the names. All those European names and Asian names. And even when you, if you see one you think you know how to pronounce, it's uh, it's different. It's just, I. I don't know. I guess you have to be uh, with tennis all the time to uh, to get to know those names. But uh, you know the big ones. Uh, everyone knows uh, Federer and uh, Nadal and Walrinka and Murray and people like that. But boy, you get into some of those names, and some of those young, uh, good young players have names that are impossible to pronounce. I think people just make it up. Uh, Jim is next. Hi, Jim. Hello, Jim. Uh, I've been wondering. You you mentioned uh, several times over the past uh, month, at least, you're moving to the News Gazette building in downtown Champaign, and I'm wondering why you are leaving uh, the building you have been in uh, all those years. Well, a lot of people uh, wonder about that. It was a decision uh, made by the management of uh, the... Uh, people that run the News Gazette uh, company, which includes the radio stations and uh, weekly newspapers and others, that uh, it would be a more efficient uh, operation. We're going to combine the uh, news departments, uh, which uh, uh, people uh, believe will uh, improve. Uh, they they kind of work together all the time now anyway. And uh, they're also going to uh, in fact, the sales department has been uh, moved down there for uh, for quite a while. And uh, so evidently the the powers that be uh, feel that uh, we're going to be uh, doing better. 
and uh, as a as a the company overall is what I'm talking about. Once we uh, combined our resources, we got uh, plenty of them and plenty of uh, good people. So that's all I know about it, and uh, we'll be headed down there as soon as we we've got new equipment in and built new studios uh, down there. We'll be. I'm sure that uh, once we get all set up and start broadcasting, we'll have uh, tours and things. I think people will be impressed by uh, by what it looks like and uh, of all the new stuff that uh, we have bought. It's a uh, it's going to be uh, going to be very very nice uh, nice place to work. So that's all I can tell you about it. Uh, we'll have to see how it works out once we get down there, Jim. Okay, uh, is the FM station also moving uh, downtown? All three stations. I see. Okay, what are you going to do with the uh, the building that uh, you have there uh, on Neal Street? Well, we're going to rent it out to some guy that raises cabbages. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I all like all of our uh, all of our. Uh, Big equipment is still going to be out here. By the big equipment, I mean the transmitters and uh, our dishes and uh, and all those kinds of things. And so it'll be a it'll be a, an operation that uh, begins uh, down in the News Gazette building. But uh, of course, and and of course, our tower, the big um, AM tower, is here, and uh, will remain here. Okay. Uh, one last question. Uh, when you have large groups in, you're saying, well, uh, a lot of them are saying um, when you move downtown, you're going to be in much smaller uh, studios. Uh, is that going to present a problem? No, that uh, the studios aren't going to be any uh, smaller. Maybe we won't have as many hallways as we have here, but uh, we'll still be able to, uh, to have people... Uh, uh, come and uh, see the studios and give tours and all those things. That won't change. Okay. Well, good enough. That's all I was. I just wondering why you're leaving that uh, building you've been in all these years. But uh, I guess that's uh, as good. Well, uh, that, I think that's the answer. I think that's a part of the answer is all those years. In all those okay. years, buildings uh, deteriorate a little bit. Uh, equipment gets old and uh, et cetera. You know. Uh, are, are you digital now? Now, at one time, I knew um, the uh, an engineer that was out there, and uh, that had a giant, uh, I don't know, transmitter tube or some sort. Uh, have you? Uh, yeah, surely you've updated your equipment since then. I would ima- I don't know what you mean, but I imagine if it's happened uh, several years ago, yes, it's probably been changed. Okay, well, yeah, this has been probably ten years ago that uh, your your transmitter board and everything there uh, in the engineer's office was uh, uh, had that giant uh, looked like a light bulb. Uh, but uh, okay, all right, I'll, I'll let you go. I'm sure other people have better questions than that. All right, thank, thank you. You know what he's talking about, Ed? A giant light bulb? The older RCA transmitter, yeah, when you light the filaments up in there, they're they're big. That that transmitter still works, but it's not used on a daily basis. It's a super backup. Our newest transmitter is about 12 years old, and it's all solid state. 
So it's it is not a digital transmission, but it's it's in good shape. Mm. So when we get down there, we're uh, going to send a signal of uh, whatever uh, we're broadcasting out here, right? And then it goes out here, and then it goes back where? Well, it gets down here, and it'll be fed into the transmitters, and um, all the audio equipment going in in uh, downtown is all digital, and um, there's some things on it that people will really like as far as how switching is done on the boards, and um, it the company bought us top-of-the-line stuff. I mean, this is Wheatstone uh, Digital, and Wheatstone's a good company. Um, all of our equipment currently here is Wheatstone, and they still support it. And uh, so when we, we're going to upgrade to the digital format, they decide, well, let's just stick with Wheatstone because they build good equipment. Yeah, they really do. They're the tops in the, uh, in the industry, and uh, they brought a couple of guys in for uh, a few days to help get it installed and show you how it works and all those kind of things, right? Yes. We had a, a couple of weeks ago, we did have a, a person here you know, adding tricks and bu- the The level of complexity of these boards goes so deep, you know, it's, it, it really is amazing. I mean, maybe some of it we'll never use, but it's there if you want it. And they showed us how to set it up and how to... Um, how to make it work, and there's all kinds of tricks and lights, and uh, you have to see it to believe it. Lights <laughs> it's just really wh- good. Lights and whistles, as they like yeah. to say, right? Yeah. Okay, a little break here. Coming right back. We'll take uh, one more call here before the news coming up at uh, 930. This is uh, Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey, good morning, Tim. Uh, I have uh, two comments uh, kind of related to Illinois football. Uh, first on the war chant. Um, you know, the university, I mean, they're going to make these uh, decisions that are uh, ridiculous and very exclusive and, you know, leaving out most people, uh, the vast majority of people. But that doesn't stop us in the crowd from doing the war chant. If we want to do the war chant as a crowd, well, we can do that. You sure can. I got a uh, text here from Bill who says, I got my 11 11- Dollar and fifty-three cent uh, eclipse ticket uh, for the game. I think I'll wear war paint as a silent protest. Yeah, well, so you know we can we can just protest by singing the war chant. I mean, at Florida State, you know the crowd goes into to I don't know what they call their chant down there, but we could just you know we could do ours if, if people want to do it. Yes, you can. Uh, second, um, wanted to uh, make a comment about. Um, Fans who want to see the Illinois program do well, there's an interesting way that you can contribute, um, not monetarily, but in a way that will help the program, and that is through the use of social media. And I don't know if you've talked about this, but a lot of the recruits who are considering multiple schools, they'll post things on Twitter to see what kind of reaction they get. And I think a lot of these recruits choose where they go based partially on what kind of fan-based reaction they get. And I've seen these guys, uh, like, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, uh, 
you know, Aggie fans, you know, where are you? Because, you know, considering going to Texas A&M. And then they'll say, hey, Illinois fans, where are you? And they'll see how many likes they get, basically. And I think they use part of that to see, hey, where am I going to go? Where's the fan base going to, you know, cheer me on? Well, that would, so be, a, that would be about the worst way to pick a, a place <laughs> uh, to go to college to uh, gain an, an education and to, to play your chosen sport that I, that I can think of. But you're quite well, right. I, uh, I agree the, with you. You're it, right it is, that they, they totally use right. this. Hold on a second. Okay. I still won't talk at the same time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. He, uh, every day you see a recruit, uh, they don't, uh, unless they hold a press conference, which uh, I'm talking about high school kids now, uh, unless they hold a, a press conference of some sort, uh, they're more than likely to announce uh, where they're going to school on uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, they just, that's just what they do. I'm pleased to say I've uh, or I've gotten an offer from such and such a school, or I've now narrowed my schools down to five, and uh, that will all be on Twitter or Facebook or you know one of those. But uh, that's the world we're in now. I'm sorry to say. Hey, appreciate the call. Thank you. I need a break for the. Uh, News headlines with Brian Barnhart at 9.33. Back after that with more Open Line. And the uh, Illini uh, Volleyball, uh, no doubt, going to find a much uh, tougher uh, competition down at uh, this tournament than the one in Montana, or at least that appears to be the case. We'll wait and see how they do. It's 9.37, 58 uh, chilly degrees here this morning. Stan is next. Hi, Stan. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a couple of things. Of course, I don't uh, talk in sound bites, but uh, the first thing I wanted to mention was the last time I called, people accused me of uh, being in favor of doing away with the chief, and they're absolutely wrong about me. I uh, refuse to wear the eye. Uh, I wear chief uh, T-shirts when I can find them, and... uh, they just don't know me. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, uh, right now we have a disaster down in uh, Texas, and whenever we have a disaster, everybody says, give to the Red Cross, give to the big uh, big uh, donation centers, yada, 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 yada. If you go to the Red Cross's 2015 tax return, there are 990 you will find that in 2015, the Red Cross made a total of $2.7 billion. That was their revenue. The $2.7 billion of that, $1.5 billion went to salary, went to employee salaries. If you look at their cash donations for the year, it was uh, some $600 million dollars. Of that $600 million, $180 million went to advertising. And uh, if you wanted to look at the return that way, because uh, cash is uh, fungible, and of that $600 million, $184 million went to services for people in need. Uh, $2.7 billion of income $184 million of services is not the 91% that the Red Cross is advertising 
as the amount of money that go to benefit the people they serve. Okay, what's the what's the best way if you want to help out in uh, Texas? You know, I wish I could give a good answer for that because all of these major uh, uh, nonprofits really work the same way, and I could give you a list. Uh, no, please, uh, please but don't. In, <laughs> but but back in in '92, uh, when uh, Elizabeth Dole was head of the Red Cross, the Red Cross was chosen by the federal government as the organization to deliver the mail to people because they were homeless. And what the Red Cross did was they opened every piece of mail before they delivered it, and if there was cash in there, they took that as a cash donation to the Red Cross and and uh, then gave the people the the letter. And the letter would say, Here's ten dollars in cash. Well, where's ten dollars? There's no ten dollars, yeah, and the uh, government allowed them to get away with doing that. Stan, and that was Elizabeth. Uh, where, where'd you come up with all these numbers? I, I uh, reason I asked that. I'm not questioning what you said. I just, uh, I just haven't seen them. Well, there's a place you can Google uh, IRS. Uh, you can Google for a uh, copy of the uh, most recent 990. From the Red Cross, the most recent 990 I found on Google was a 2015 990, and it's 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 just data, it's just fact. That's what I give people is just facts. Okay, well, appreciate your call. Uh, thanks so much. We're at three five six nine three nine seven. As as I uh, mentioned. Uh, before this is not having anything to do with uh, donations, but as the floodwaters recede down in Texas, there's all kinds of uh, things that they have uh, found. I'll get to that story. It's pretty uh, interesting as well. The unfortunate thing is that they've found uh, bodies as well, but there's plenty of other things that in a rainstorm and a, a just the, all the things that happened there, uh, you can imagine what uh, could accumulate while all this is happening. Anna Wall is next. Hello, Anna Wall. Good morning, Mr. Turpin. I hate to take up your time, but I sure am great. Again, let me say grateful to the uh, News Gazette for keeping all of us informed. I'm calling, however, to wonder why these folks don't get up off of the president's back. Now, it's all right for Democrats to criticize him. I expect that, just like we Republicans criticize Democrats. But I'm sick and tired of them playing the race card and doing it. Now, this man is not a racist. You can't, if he is, he's still president of the United States, and that means of all people. Now, if he hadn't had, he probably had some black votes. He wouldn't have, may have not gotten elected. I won't say he wouldn't have. But as an Afro-American, I hope my people will not be hoodwinked by this crap that's going on. If they want to criticize the man, criticize him for political reasons. What's he doing for the country, et cetera, et cetera. Don't come bringing in this race card when you know you don't mean it. 
And it's happened to, I mean, in these letters that these people are writing to the editors. Like the other day, that uh, letter that was in the, to the editor, I looked at it and how I had to get my dictionary out to understand what he was saying, but yet his title had racism in it. Now, I, some of the people who are not educated, uh, who can't relate, who don't have that kind of vocabulary, probably just looked at the word racist and went on about their business and could have easily concluded that the man is a racist. Now, this is America and a democracy. You can be what you want to be, but don't try to take advantage of people who are not educated and who don't understand your vocabularies and play on their ignorance just to make a point. And that's what I have to say. Thank you, Anna Wall. Text uh, says, I am and have been and will continue to be a Josh Whitman supporter. His hands have been tied by the U of I administrator, Carpetbagger Jones. And I'm sure his option was to go along with their edicts or resign. Josh can't uh, tell you that he loves both the chief and the war chant, but I know that he does. We need him there to fight the fight as best he can. Go Illini. 945, 57 degrees. Phone lines open. Text uh, open as well at uh, 3515357. The death of this uh, Champaign County nursing home resident whose body was found in the exterior courtyard in a very hot day last June was caused by hypothermia brought on by exposure to hot weather. According to the report from the Champaign County Coroner Dwayne Northrup, dementia was also a factor, he said. Sonia Kington, a memory care patient at the county-owned nursing home, was found dead in the courtyard of the nursing home on June the 6th, a Saturday when the high temperature reached 87 degrees. According to an investigation by the coroner's office, Video footage from inside the nursing home appeared to show Ms. Kington entering the courtyard about 1.47. It wasn't until 5.15 that staff members are seen searching for her. The staff is visibly shaken at 5.30 when it appears they have located Mrs. Kington unresponsive in the courtyard, says the report by Deputy Coroner Tracy Brookshire. The report noted that the investigation could not account for Miss Kingdon's whereabouts during that three-and-a-half-hour period, although one staff member who later was terminated said she saw her around 3 p.m. The investigation could provide no information on how or why Miss Kingdon came to be on the ground. At the time she was found in the courtyard, the report said that Mrs. Kington was lying in direct sunlight. Her skin was very hot to the touch, and she had vomit on both sides of her mouth. There were no obvious signs of trauma. The report said that a nurse and a certified nursing assistant on duty at the time violated the nursing home's 
door alarm policy and policies for providing adequate supervision to residents in the courtyard. Well, that's uh, that's uh, tough to take, and it's in places like the Champaign County Nursing Home or any place else where they're taking care of uh, people who can't take care of themselves to not know where a certain person was for more than three hours is... Uh, Unacceptable, and I'm sure the officials will. In fact, they've they've taken steps already with uh, one person dismissed and another reassigned. And we go to the phones for Ed. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm great. Uh, a gentleman called complaining, if that's the word, about Red Cross and charities that don't give out the money that they collect and do stuff. I have a, I can give a good organization that all money's donated to them, go where they're going, and all expenses from the top to the bottom are paid by the organization. And that is UMCOR, the United Methodist Committee on Relief. Every penny they get in goes where it's supposed to go. And there is a very good organization. That's where I put any of my uh, charity donations to. Yeah, I've got a text here from uh, Sarah who says basically the same thing. I'll uh, read her text as well. Uh, thank you, Ed. Sarah says, an excellent place to give for relief is the United Methodist Committee on Relief, U-M-C-O-R for short. They charge no administrative fees. All monies collected go to relief. Administrative costs come from the churches in the general church system through assessments. My uncle always said the Red Cross charged the men in the army for coffee and donuts served to them during his service in World War II. And another text on a different topic from Bill Jones, talking about the chancellor now. Jones is just another Liberal hack and hatchet man. Oops, can't say hatchet, probably. Three and one is like the Illini offense, three and out. Slippery people use slippery words. According to, uh, then he's got in in the brackets a die, meaning Jim Die, I, I take it. And the text uh to snowfall, if your people aren't Americans, you might be racist if it starts with yourself. I have no idea what that means. To snowfall, if your people aren't Americans, you might be a racist if it starts it, it starts with yourself. Well, I know something that just starts with yourself for sure, and that is solid financial footing. September is the most popular month to get married, and before you walk down the aisle, Busey suggests setting a solid financial footing. Their experts suggest the following tips for financial intimacy. Will you and your spouse-to-be keep finances separate or combined? Consider individual spending and saving habits. Making this decision together will help you find a system that works. Couples that tackle money problems together and take responsibility for solving them 
will find that their relationship is better for it. Calculate monthly costs and choose how bills will be paid. Who will write the checks? Monitor investments and who will take care of the taxes? Share credit. Let your spouse-to-be know that your credit situation, what your credit situation is, and vice versa. Marrying a person with bad credit will not drag down the score, but their, their credit will be factored in when applying for joint financing. Knowing ahead of time will help you plan strategically. Decide how much you want to save as a couple and withdraw the funds automatically from your paychecks. Be realistic when budgeting your monthly savings goal. Use Buthy's eBank for your online banking needs or utilize their free budgeting tool. When you're just starting out, Busey can provide an array of solutions tailored to your specific needs. Keep and manage all of your accounts in one place with five lines of business. Personal, mortgage, business, cash management, wealth management. No matter your stage in life, Busey will be there along the way. Busey.com is the place to visit or stop by one of their many convenient locations for solutions to your personal, business, and wealth management needs. And a text uh, to Anawald, if your people aren't Americans, you might be a racist if it, and it starts with yourself. I read these, uh, I try to read every text that uh, comes in, unless it's got something on there that I can't say on the air. But I must say that uh, some of them I have a difficulty in understanding. We're at 356-9397. The text line is 3515357. A break here. Mr. Bond, we're coming right back. Aaron uh, Hofer uh, of uh, Rule uh, Loda writes in today's uh, News Gazette, from our readers' section. The Florida State Seminoles are ranked third in preseason college football polls. If you Google Florida State Seminole Pride, you will find the trademark Chief Osceola, uh, the head, proudly displayed. FSU touts many sayings like, My tribe, my pride, fear the spear, the tomahawk chop, Tomahawk Nation, and beat the spirit drum. Before every home game, Chief Osceola plants a flaming spear in the middle of the field. They even have a statue on their campus of the chief, riding renegade with his flaming spear in hand. Florida State's uh, stadium seats approximately 80,000. Their season tickets go for about $340 standard. They averaged 77,000 fans per game last year. Stark contrast, he's contrasting that to the University of Illinois about retiring the chief because the NCAA threatened us, and we also removed the chief symbol because the imagery was uh, offensive. We're now banning the war chant that remind people of the uh, chief. And he goes on and talks uh, more about other things at uh, the U of I. But uh, I guess my question to uh, Darren would be, do you think it's uh, fair? Do you think it's uh, 
playing uh, by the rules uh, at uh, Florida State, talking about the NCAA now, the NCAA rules, letting them do what they do and not letting Illinois do what they wanted to do. And the the answer to that is, of course, that uh, Florida State has made a uh, deal with the uh, Seminole uh, tribe, and there is indeed Seminole pride, and uh, they're not about to uh, change it. My tribe, my pride, fear the spear, the tomahawk chop, tomahawk nation, beat the spirit drum, a scantily clad chief riding a horse and throwing a flaming spear. Yep. It's a little different than what they permit at Illinois, what the NCAA permits. This is DWS in Champaign-Urbana. And welcome to our Illini Friday. As I said a little while ago, we started Illini Friday on Thursday this uh, week because the the uh, singers, uh, the expressions from Centennial High School, uh, uh, there was no school today and they weren't able to get the bus and all those kind of things, so they came on Thursday. But today we have uh, Kent Brown and uh, Barry Heither in the... Uh, in the studio, we're going to talk about uh, what's happening coming up here uh, uh, tomorrow and uh, tonight, and all the things surrounding the first football game. It's been a seems like it's been a long time coming in uh, in many ways, and in other ways, it seems like wow, we just finished uh, uh, <laughs> doing doing this. Well, you know, we but, started camp back in July, and here's today, September first. So you know, we started July thirty first, and so it was a it was it's been a long football camp every day. Uh, for five weeks, you know, pretty much getting ready for a game tomorrow. So it's in one sense, it seems like it's been forever, but another, it kind of flew by because we were practicing every day. For those of us who had to go to every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, how lucky can you be? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, Barry, how's the how's the band doing? The band is doing well. We are so excited for game day tomorrow. And uh, again, not quite five weeks like the team by any means, but we did finish our preseason camp uh, last week, and we got their finishing touches on the uh, final roster for the band. So we're just rearing up and getting ready for uh, things to take place tomorrow. What were the numbers again? How many did you have to cut? Unfortunately, we're still looking at several hundred that come in over the course uh, starting back in January. That's when our audition process starts, and that's kind of a musical audition. And then we bring a number of folks that show some great um, potential as a member of the of the band, and we see how they can move, how they can play, make sure that they're memorizing music, all the things that they need to do. In a lot of ways, when you look at you know uh, recruiting for athletics, and you're making sure that that potential and that talent's that there, that's one of the things that we do during the process of our spring. So. Um, 
we had several hundred again that we had to turn away, but we're again uh, over 300 strong. We're going to be pushing that uh, again that 375 mark. Uh, that's kind of our set instrumentation, our set number. It works well for uh, budget. Works well for anytime we travel as well. We're on seven charter coaches. We go any more over 375, we're going to go in that eighth charter coach, and we're, we're just not going to do that. So you know, it's Bar- all good. Barry just informed me that you have to be able to play music and march at the same time, and. I can't whistle and walk at the same time. So the fact that that's, that's a, I never really put all those skills, but yeah, I guess that's a skill that yeah. you have uh, to, to be in the marching line eye. And it's, that's why that's it's what a, we hope in anyway. a league group. Right. That's yeah. what we hope. I could just see uh, Barry saying, well, that uh, kid's a pretty good uh, trombone player, but he can't walk. You know, <laughs> right. He, he gets a, we got to X him out of there. And just for the listeners, we don't, you know, we don't like cut them and send them on their way. We have other opportunities in the Illinois bands that they can participate in. So you know, I was going to say you, you know, have a lot of bands over there. Yeah, we you? do. We do. So we find a place for everyone. Well, uh, we'll talk more about uh, what the, the band's uh, plans are for uh, today and tomorrow. And uh, maybe a little a word or two about those Friday night games uh, coming up. <laughs> Friday, uh, one, just one home game, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Kent, uh, we start today with volleyball. Big weekend. It is a big weekend. They had a great uh, start to their season in uh, Bozeman, Montana last weekend, and now they're in Louisville and, and uh, upgrading probably the quality teams they're playing uh, this weekend with uh, Western Kentucky's always very solid. Louisville's always a very good program, and they actually play Kent State this afternoon. So, um, yeah, it, you know, the, Chris and, and his uh, new regime for, for volleyball has gone off to a great start, and like to see them continue uh, continue doing that. I'm sure that it'll be a challenge uh, tomorrow, especially. I don't want to look overlook Kent State, but I, I have to think that uh, uh, their their matches tomorrow will be the ones that will really be challenging for them. Yeah, they have nine uh, freshmen on the roster, and that's uh, <laughs> that's good in many ways because they're very uh, classy and highly rated uh, prospects. But uh, they are, are getting ready to play, and uh, the big uh, toughest uh, one of the toughest. Uh, volleyball conferences in America, and uh, there are things to be learned and a new coach, uh, et cetera. So they'll have, probably have their ups and downs, but I'm uh, I'm encouraged by the the way they started. They could have gone out there and uh, stubbed their toes in the first uh, – Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime you have a new system, new coaches, and and new that many freshmen uh, on your roster, there's always a chance for that. And uh, But, you know, got off to a great start, and it'll be interesting to watch them as they uh, develop here in the next few weeks. It'll be uh, quite a night when uh, Kevin Hamley brings his uh, Stanford team uh, to town and uh, they're playing over in the Huff. I uh, I can't wait for that night. I think that'll be uh, be something very special, and I I can't imagine there would be any empty seats that night. I hope not. It should be fun. The atmosphere there should be really, really good. Well, let's talk about uh, the uh, football uh, preparations, uh, parking lots, uh pre-game stuff, uh, et cetera. What, what else is going on besides the game? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You know, this you know, this always the last week or the last few days before the season starts. It All of a sudden, you know, the those last-minute jobs that uh, need to be done, whether it's concessions being moved in or light fixtures being cleaned or floors being swept or windows being cleaned. It's, it's amazing. I was I had a meeting this morning at 9 over there with uh, uh, to meet with the TV crew and, and – um, uh, already, I mean, there's line of trucks parked along the side of, the, of Memorial Stadium with all those last-minute things that have to be done. So uh, we all have our 
you know, you think you have all summer, and then all of a sudden here's the game uh, game days tomorrow, and there's all those little last minute things that we got to get finished. But um, you know, our our game day operations are really pretty much uh, remain as they have, and the parking lots open at seven o'clock. Uh, Grange Grove, of course, uh, this is the third year for Grange Grove, and. Uh, the excitement level and the, and the usage of that area continues to grow. Um, fans, again, reminder that if they want to move in their, their tent to reserve their spot or move in a grill or whatever they want to do, they can do that tonight between 5 and 7 uh, at Grange Grove. And then it, everything opens up at 7 o'clock tomorrow no, no, morning. No charge for that. And it's no charge. It's a, it's a free area. Um, you know, we've got a couple different uh, entertainment areas in that. Um, the south uh, – uh, uh, stage tomorrow is the Andy Mo Band, which is a local band, and then at the north end, which has kind of become the student area, uh, as that continues to grow, uh, has a DJ there tomorrow morning, and so they'll all those both start about nine o'clock. Uh, we've got inflatables, we've got face painting, we've got food trucks, we've got more stuff out there that uh, you know people who want to come in and enjoy game day without maybe setting up their own tailgate, their own at their own parking spot. It's right there. Everything's there for you. And so, um, Jim, I know you're. I think you're probably an early drinker. You know, the the beer tent opens at eight a.m. Um, party guy like yourself, want to get out there early. So I beg your pardon. <laughs> hey, if I had to do this show every day, I would probably be an early drinker, Jim. I know that. Um, of course, the Illini walk is at about eight thirty. That's when they'll come through, and Barry and the and the marching Illini will lead the uh, the team. As they walk through uh, down to the stadium, they'll walk right through Grange Grove, and that's about eight thirty. And from uh, where where do they start? You know, from? they eat lunch. They eat breakfast at uh, or their pregame meal at the Eikenberry uh, Commons uh, mm-hmm. food court food area there, and um, and then they walk from there down to the to the stadium. And so uh, they started a should probably start around eight fifteen eight twenty their their actual walking part, and they should get to Grange Grove about eight thirty, I would think, somewhere in that range, and. And walk into the into the stadium. There's some giveaways that we have going tomorrow. Uh, we've got schedule magnets at Grange Grove. We've got five thousand of those to hand out for fans who want to come through there. Uh, we have lunch bags for uh, for kids. Uh, the first thousand they enter the stadium um, around the stadium. So Illini lunch bags, and then we have five thousand Illini little Illini flags that we're handing out um, as as fans enter the stadium as well. So there's some some giveaways and and. Barry can talk about the high school band day and and uh, all the things that go along with that. But Grange Grove has become more and more of a of a central part, yeah. which yeah. Um, I I there's a lot of credit needs to be given to to getting that thing started and and um, how it's really helped the energy level on that side of the stadium before the games. Well, Barry, talk about uh, the uh, all the bands, the high school bands and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we're kicking off this year with the annual band day that we've done in the past. Sometimes this happens the second or third game, but uh, we're kicking this off uh, with Labor Day weekend, which seemed like it was a good time for a lot of the bands in the area to, to make the trip into Champaign. Uh, so yeah, we've got about 25 different high school bands coming in. We'll have 1,500 high school students there in attendance that will join the Marching Illini on field for a halftime show and uh, going to be probably a little more geared towards the younger generation. Uh, we're kind of doing a sounds of the summer, so some of the pop tunes that many of these kids listen to. Uh, so there's some great artists that uh, they're going to be playing that music during halftime. Uh, but, you know, it's a great partnership with athletics that we are able to put this on um, that, again, you look at 1,500 high school band students that get to come in and not just see what we do with the Marching Illini, but to take in a great game there in Memorial Stadium, see what it's like to be, uh, you know, a spectator. For some of these students, they, they 
they've never been to a football game like this because mm-hmm. we're getting a lot of schools that come from some of the you know small town country school uh, band programs, and so for some of them, this may be the highlight of their day, highlight of their season. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of them always come back and say that they've been so influenced by this opportunity. So you know, we're very appreciative to athletics that they have this opportunity to do this, and uh, we try and get some more folks in the seats as well because they bring along their parents and all their chaperones so that helps fill out some things there in memorial stadium to cheer on the illini so uh what does this do to rehearsal time and all that uh, for for the band well you know these 11 11, a.m games yeah you know there's there's pros and cons to all the times that we look at and you know depending on who you talk to you know you're going to hear a variety of different things the nice part that we look at and i think you know some of our colleagues in athletics kind of feel the same way with an 11 a.m kickoff you kind of have a little bit of the afternoon to kick back and watch some other football games and you know catch up from everything that's gone into putting this on but um, we'll be starting at 7 a.m in the stadium so all the high school bands will be coming in at that point as well uh so we'll have our rehearsal with them get them staged on the field and uh then we'll get things ready for a line walk and you know as kent was talking about that grange grove experience i know i know for our students and being able to do that that's just really come a long way from some of the things that we've done before before grange grove was introduced of lining up on the street and you know the team getting it's dropped kind of, off kind of a gathering yeah, place yeah it we really didn't, is we didn't have kind of a right so and and i'm still every time he, he, he you say this kent i'd still just again mind-boggling that this is free this is free there's so many other places in the country that charge an arm and a leg for this so for our fans to have that up close type of experience by the stadium and with all the things that um, athletics are planning and then with the marching line of being there as the backdrop as the team comes in it's just really i think a really great game day tradition that's again was started three years ago and really starting to catch on with a lot of our fans I'm going to talk to you about uh, what uh, the band's going to be doing at the halftime in addition with the, the high school bands and one of what some of your other uh, plans are. But, uh, Ken, I wanted to talk uh, just uh, sort of a, a sidebar here. You had this uh, great uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, up in uh, Chicago, and now we're going to have one here. Well, we had a, it was the gala. Uh, mm-hmm. I was in, Champ- in Chicago, and that was it was it was not the actual induction of our Hall of Fame. We had all our Hall of Famers that uh, were able to come back to be a part of that, and it was a, a really high end affair for a lot of our Chicago uh, alumni and, and fans who, to be a part of that because uh, we, we we all felt very strongly that the actual induction of our Hall of Fame needed to happen on our campus. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And so uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, and at the end of this month, September 30th, uh, we obviously play Nebraska on Friday night. The next afternoon. We've got a – it's a free event at uh, State Farm Center. The actual induction ceremony starts at 2 o'clock. Fans can go on our website, com and, and, and download a complimentary ticket. I mean, it's, it's – and we're really kind of doing that just to kind of gauge how many people are going to be there so we can uh, kind of plan for different things. Uh, the first 500 who bring their uh, those those printed home tickets in get a, a Hall of Fame uh, picture frame, 5 by 7 picture frame when they come in. Um, if people don't have that print home ticket, they can still pick up one when they when they come through to 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 scan, you know, through the through the entrance in the west side. But uh, right now, the only person who was in Chicago who can't uh, be here is uh, Craig Tiley, and uh, we knew that from very he he oh, was come on Australia, <laughs> just a, you know, we felt very very fortunate, yeah, we, that we, he was able to make Chicago, and he told us from the very beginning he didn't know if he could do both, he was going to try. 
And uh, we just found out last week that he just it's just not going to work it into his travel schedule. All the rest of them are coming. Everybody, but so Steve Stricker uh, is in a golf tournament, uh, and he had his own golf tournament when we were in Chicago, mm-hmm. so he's not here. And Darren Williams uh, expects to be in a camp uh, somewhere, and so he's not going to be available. But everybody else that was up there, and we've heard from, and I think every of the all the deceased. Uh, members of the Hall of Fame, uh, family members or some representative is going to be here for them as well, mm-hmm. including um, uh, 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 descendants of Red Grange, whose wow. sister remained in. Uh, Red never had any family uh, of his own, but he he had a sister that remained in Pennsylvania, and so it's a a great niece, I think, or something. And, and a couple of members of that family's mm-hmm. coming, so. Um, so it'll be it'll be a really nice evening, you know, uh, or, or afternoon uh, at State Farm Center. Uh, each of the living members are going to uh, speak, uh, have a chance to to hear a message from them. So I think from a fan standpoint, you know, a lot of fans, especially who uh, can remember a lot of these great athletes and the performances they've had here, will have a chance. It'll be really entertaining to hear them. Okay. Knowing what they said in Chicago and how that went, it was really cool. This is going to be. Uh, a little different, and so it'll be a chance for them to stand up and, and kind of give their thoughts on their time at Illinois. So we got Nick Anderson and uh, Tanya Griffith Bailey, and uh, on, on, yeah, on, D. Brown and big names, and uh, uh, Dick Buckus, and Buckus, and yeah. and uh, I mean Manny Jackson, who's going into the uh, National Basketball Hall of Fame here in a couple weeks, uh, next week I think, and then uh, uh, Jerry Colangelo. I mean, I mean, I, it's a it's a it's a incredible group and it'll be very very entertaining i hope a lot of fans take advantage of it considering it's a free event you can't I can, we can't give you any much better than a saturday <laughs> afternoon uh opportunity to listen to some of these all-time greats is this on a uh, football weekend i can't remember the, the date or it's the 30th a... and it's we have the the, the football games a friday night friday night game okay. yeah so nebraska is on friday night and we'll introduce all the the members of, who are back and we'll we'll at halftime we'll introduce those on the on the field and we get we may take a minute out of barry's uh, halftime performance for that, but uh, and then the actual induction will be on Saturday afternoon. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, so, what does a uh, Friday night uh, game do to you, uh, Barry? How does that well, change your plans? You know, it'll it'll is this con- better or worse for rehearsing and all that stuff. It'll well, condense both sides, things. I suppose, yeah, huh? yeah. It it really does. You know, you look at it from the side that the students are going to have two days for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them look forward to that. So, if they want to go home, uh, they've got the opportunity to do so, or catch up on their academic studies, or just sleep, or whatever they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you look at Friday night, yeah, it does condense things a little bit. But you know what's been interesting because we've experienced a couple of these now that there's there's kind of a a different electricity on campus on friday instead of kind of prepping for game day on saturday it's it's happening that night obviously so in terms of our rehearsal time um, our last rehearsal really is thursday night which we have wonderful opportunity being a memorial stadium from 8 to 9 30 um so we'll be doing that and then friday just really gearing up and making sure that we're ready to go for that um but there's not really an opportunity due to academic schedules to, to get back on the field of Memorial Stadium and do a game day rehearsal like we typically do on Saturday. But, you know, we make it work. And uh, again, like I said, there's a lot of electricity with the night game. So I think for a lot of our students on campus, I don't think they really care if it's Friday or Saturday. I think more than anything, they just they love the night games. Uh, Kent, uh, we can uh, talk about uh, some of the other uh, sports, uh, too, that uh, we have a new uh, basketball coach, uh, two, two new basketball coaches, <laughs> and uh, those uh, seasons will be coming up before you know it. But uh, a lot of uh, 
I don't know what excitement about the, both of these uh, coaches. I think uh, Josh has uh, picked well there. We'll we'll find out. Uh, it's all based on wins and losses, of course, as we all know. But uh, I think we got two good people. They've been terrific to be around and to work with since uh, they were hired back in uh, in March. And and um, Brad has appeared at a ton of different groups, speaking events, uh, and I've I've listened to him a couple times. We've taken him to Chicago. Uh, we we took him to Wrigley Field and to Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, both Talk of, about his singing. No, no but no, no, no singing. It was, <laughs> but it was almost so bad it was good. <laughs> right. uh, you know, and 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 he's such a, he's got a great personality, ability yeah. to to really kind of make fun of himself. And then Nancy's uh, history and her record that she's already uh, put together as a coach is is a Hall of Fame worthy. And uh, she has it's a it's a different atmosphere around that program already and. Um, you know, it's all going to be about players and bringing in players and getting some upgrading talent levels and that. But but she's got a group that she's been working. Uh, they, they're doing all they can do with them right now. Uh, but you know, when practice uh, gets earnest in earnest, real you know every day type of thing here soon, um, we'll see where it goes. But it's it's an exciting time. And anytime there's there's changes in, at the leadership in those areas, it makes for a, a lot of excitement because there's anticipation and we know what they've done in the past. We, that's all we can rely on is their history. Uh, Coach Underwood's programs have been really successful. He's got a system that's been fun to watch. It's entertaining, fast pace, uh, high pressure defense type thing that, that creates uh, opportunities. And then Nancy's got just has won a ton of basketball games and knows how to coach. And so it'll be it'll be a fun process to watch them uh, continue their their programs. So we had uh, two uh, Big Ten teams playing football uh, last night. We have another one playing tonight, and we have some playing on Saturday. I don't think there are any on Sunday. I, uh, <laughs> I believe we're just uh, limiting it to three days this week, right? I think that's the case. Uh, they have played on Sunday before, though, because yeah. of, of Labor Day weekend. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, in today's world, I mean, our games are almost every night of the week, and, and you saw the basketball schedule. We're playing every, literally every night of the week during when it used to be a lot more limited, just a couple nights. But, um, yeah, I, I, I caught both parts of both games last night. I was flipping between those and the Cubs game. And so I was, my, uh, remote was, uh, I may have to put a new battery in after going all the, through the channels <laughs> last good night. Thing but, you weren't a tennis fan. I had, uh, I had three of them. Okay. Going. Um, Indiana, uh, I thought, I mean, they had a great crowd last night. And the fact that, uh, Ohio State has the same, uh, colors, uh, certainly helped, uh, fill in. Yeah in the stadium there, but they put on a great show from an entertainment standpoint. I mean, they really had a great atmosphere. Uh, the game was very entertaining until it kind of got a little bit of a stretch towards the end. But, um, you know, that, that was a great start. And, and Minnesota with the start, you know, everybody's kind of watching to see what, uh, you know, the Fleck era is going to be like in Minnesota. And so, it wasn't very good, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, he, uh, they have some work to do there. but uh, Yeah, well, all coaches do, least, you know, this time of the year. They, yeah. they won the first game. Yeah, you know, every, every coach uh, – Especially when you take over a new program, there's there's some growing pains as we've seen, and you know that's what we're seeing with Lovey is is how uh, it's growing. It's a growing process, and uh, it's really difficult to uh, when he has a roster with only nine seniors on it, uh, and you count on uh, your senior leadership type of thing to to be there. We're playing. We may have we may have somewhere between sixteen and twenty true freshmen on the field tomorrow. That's probably going to be a record all time at the University of Illinois. We may have somewhere between four and six starters who are true freshmen tomorrow. That that's 
It doesn't happen. It doesn't before, happen very think. often. It's exciting on one hand, but scary on the other, right? I mean, because you don't know what you're going to get with the true freshmen when they when the lights come on. Um, but it's exciting because I know we're going to watch them develop. And I, I've talked to, to Coach enough to know that he's very excited about the talent level. Uh, he these he thinks these are really good young players, or they wouldn't be in this position. Um, but it's it's going to be a process, you know, as, as we go through with a lot of young guys and, and learning the system and learning. What, how fast college football is, and, and when they're playing, guys are two, three, four years older than them too. So it'll be it'll be a it'll be a fun process to watch. There's going to be growing pains. I have no doubt about it. But uh, I know they have they have a lot of confidence that uh, they're they're moving in the right direction there. I know you don't talk about odds, but the the odds are now six and a half. Uh, Illinois is six and a half point favorite. So a lot of people are expecting a, a good football game. Close football game. Yeah, well, no one knows what our what our guys have, uh, you know, around the country. Whether it's the the, the people who put those together or just uh, prognosticators who talk about the games, they, no one knows about all these freshmen. I mean, who knows how? So that's that's exciting. On one hand, I, mm-hmm. I I'm excited to see how they're going to react to it and how they're going to play. And yet, we have some proven guys. A guy like Mike Dudek. Okay, mm-hmm. so Mike hasn't played for two years. I mean, it's been horrible that he's had to miss, but. You know, boy, watching him in camp, uh, and they've been very careful uh, to try to get him some rest, and so it wasn't every day grinding on him as he works back into it. But to see him back on the field is very exciting. Uh, he is a very good – he's an elite player. He's very, very good. Um, so there's there's some real uh, promising uh, uh, young players, and then we have a couple of those guys that I'm just haven't been there for a while. It's like his free agent pickup with Mike uh, Dudek because he, cause he hasn't been there. For a couple of years yeah my uh my hope is win or lose i just hope he's able to play the entire season a guy deserves it i mean yeah. two two years like that that's <laughs> that's incredible that's uh spend uh your most of your uh college days in rehab is not fun no no not at all well guys we're out of time barry i give you the last word here anything else that you want to add about uh, your band well i think more than just the band i think the entire game day experience everyone needs to come out it's going to be beautiful weather great game day weather so lots of opportunities to experience a great game day at memorial stadium so hope to see everyone out there okay hope to see you guys next uh, friday all right all right go illini go illini and uh go brian barnhart with the uh, news uh, headlines here i'll come back with an open line right after that and welcome back. The phone lines are open at uh, 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. Bill uh, from San Jose, California said, Jim, you just had on the man who announced the war chant ban and the man who will implement it and uh, not one question about it. Talk about ignoring the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Unreal. Well, Bill, let me uh, just review uh, what we have uh, done about the uh, the war chant on this radio station and on this program. This happened a week ago Thursday night at a soccer match. The next morning, uh, Friday morning, uh, we had Kent Brown on. He told the history of how the decision was made, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, virtually every day since then, we have talked about it. We have uh, put on uh, the air every uh, phone call and every uh, tweet uh, about it. And the Friday show, this is not supposed to be, this is something we can uh, talk about on a Monday 
on our Monday morning uh, quarterback show. It's uh, we talked about on Saturday morning on the uh, Saturday uh, sports talk show. Can be talked about uh, on any of those shows. The purpose of the uh, show today or any Friday is what is happening tomorrow. What's go- what's going on that will. Uh, how, what kind of information can we provide to the fans that come into the game with regard to uh, uh, all the stuff at the uh, the stadium and uh, Grinch Grove and uh, what the football team is doing and what the band is doing and the special events, uh, et cetera. And uh, we seldom get a call. There wasn't a single call about that, uh, no, not a, a person called in about it. Perhaps I had indicated earlier in the week, and I can't remember if I did or not, but I uh, certainly didn't intend to talk about it today. Uh, any questions that you have about it? Uh, well, tomorrow we'll have a, I think we've, uh, you know, said about all there is to say about it. Tomorrow there will be a football game, so perhaps on Monday morning there will be something additional to say. Maybe the students will do something. Maybe, uh, People will dress in uh, uh, costumes or do uh, who knows from that aspect of it. I my own interest is is Illinois good enough to win this uh, first uh, football game, and I certainly hope so. Odds makers have made Illinois a six and a half point favorite. Six and a half points. That's uh, as you look through all the other lines, and none are that uh, small. That close. And uh, John is next. Hi, John. Yeah, good morning, Jim. I just hope we put a product on the field and the kids will put two and two together and come up with something good. But uh, you do realize when we went to the NCAA to uh, negotiate this situation, we sent General Custer. We should have sent John Philip Souser. I think we'd have came out better. <laughs> Well, I'd forgotten who we sent there. It was, it was Mr. Custer. He rode the horse all the way over there, didn't he? And he talked to uh, the man up there, and he said, uh, we got everything under control, and it fell apart. So I think that's what we sent to the battle. We sent Custer when we should have sent Souser, and all he had to do is just strike up the band, and we got it made. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that. I think the NCAA pretty much had their uh, mind made up what we... And I- what we have to do is uh, get some kind of an arrangement with uh, um, much the same as the Florida State has with the Seminole tribe. Of course, there is no Illini tribe, but uh, with uh, someone who believes in this, that it's not uh, not anything that uh, should uh, cause people uh, uh, any uh, embarrassment or... Uh, make them feel bad and all those politically uh, correct things. Uh, and that that would be the only way, I think, uh, that we, yeah. we would ever have have have, have, well, have uh, the... I don't think the chief is coming back, but I, I, well, I you just, know... I just look at all the movies that John Wayne, Ronald Reagan made with the war chant in them, and uh, all, all these guys, Burke Lancaster, all these movies, nobody ever said nothing. But I guess we live in... Uh, well, that, that was so long society. ago. You're, you're talking about 20 years ago. Man, I tell you, just to hear that chant, I mean, if you watch Florida State, you watch those people, They, the fans go crazy. And 
I think something's going to overturn. We'll get that war chant back. I really do. Okay. Well, that was excitement. Well, uh, appreciate your call, John. Thanks so much. Quick break here, Mr. Bond. We're coming right back at 1044. It's 59 degrees here at the Radio Center. We're back on Penny, and the phone lines are open at 356-9397. Text me at 351-5357. Don is next. Hi, Don. Hey, good morning, Jim. I have heard callers wanting to know about the meeting where they got rid of the war chant, and I was just curious if the Freedom of Information Act, does that not apply to universities or... Because I would well, think if, it, if everything was legit and on the up and up, they would release that information, no problem. But uh, doesn't the Freedom of Information Act apply to universities? Oh, of course. Yeah, we've uh, there have been a lot of stories that have been in the Gazette and on our radio station that came from uh, Freedom of Information requests, yes. Uh, can you get one on that? I don't. Uh, I don't know if there was a single meeting or anything else. It wasn't at a board meeting or anything like that. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly college. exactly how it happened. Right. I mean, I'd be interested to know that. And also, there was a caller that's saying uh, they knew about it in spring when uh, you know it seemed like they waited till everybody bought their season tickets. Isn't that something like uh, uh, unfair? Business practices or something? Can't there be suits filed for that? Well, I don't know if uh, if that entered into the decision or not. Uh, the university certainly didn't say anything about that. Well, they said they it was decided in the spring, right? Yeah, that's right. It was decided in the spring, but it was just somebody's opinion that the reason they decided it then was because of the uh, the ticket well, sales. Right, right. Did they say what their opinion was for waiting, like? A week before the game started, the reason there was a delay in that? They didn't wait until they didn't have any uh, deadline uh, when they were going to announce it. it announce it because it, it just happened. It happened. Well, well, if it was passed in spring, why wouldn't it just happen then? That's just the uh, question, I guess. That, that's, well, that's a very good question. That's uh, something, right. That's what they should have done. Right. It seems like unfair business practice to me. All right. Let's just hang everybody. How's that? John says, uh, John's in uh, Forsyth. He says, it is one thing to take away the bars of music that hurt no one. It is another thing for the university to lie, saying that the video board was preferred by the fans. <laughs> Why? Would they take a poll? Is that how you knew that? I don't, I don't know if a video... What they said was that uh, one of the reasons that they got away from the the uh, war chant uh, was the fact they were not getting much response from anybody in the uh, audience uh, when they when they did that, and they got a better response uh, when they did things with the uh, uh, the uh, scoreboard or the video board, and uh, that was uh, one of the. Uh, the reasons that they said they did it, the other was uh, having to do with uh, inclusion. It's uh, 10.51, you know, and the, the News Gazette's got a, uh, a panel, uh, a panel of experts uh, to pick the games. It's kinda, I think it's fun to, to look at. Glad they never have asked me to be on this uh, panel. 
because uh, it's a little uh, competition between how many they got here, uh, eight or nine people. They got uh, Bob Osmo, Sun News Gazette, the football beat writer, uh, Matt Daniels, who's a News Gazette sports editor, uh, Tim Dittman, who's a reporter and anchor here at the DWS, Marcus Jackson, the staff writer from the Gazette, Martin O'Donnell, a former Illini All-American and a current radio analyst. Uh, Scott Ritchie is a football and basketball beat writer. Uh, Natalie Wickman, a staff writer for the Gazette. And Anthony Azillas, who's a prep guru for the News Gazette. That's their panel. And as I look at this this morning, uh, every one of them picks Illinois. In the Eastern Kentucky at Western Kentucky game, Everybody picks uh, Western Kentucky, with the exception of uh, Natalie Wickman, who picked Eastern. Uh, Maryland at uh, Texas. Everybody picked Texas. Wyoming at Iowa. Everybody picked uh, Iowa, except uh, Scott Ritchie, who picked uh, Wyoming. Uh, Michigan at Florida. That's uh, one of the premier games. And everybody has picked uh, Michigan in that game. Temple at uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame picked by everyone. Louisville at uh, Purdue. Everybody picks uh, Louisville except uh, Natalie Wickman, who picked uh, Purdue. And uh, the the biggie, Florida State and Alabama. And let's see, everybody picked Alabama except Martin O'Donnell and Natalie Wickman who picked Florida State. So it's kind of fun to see those. Now they'll have a they'll keep track of their wins and their their losses as they go along and it's uh going to be kind of a a fun thing uh, to watch see uh who has the most winners, who picks the best. I'll say one thing, uh, Natalie Wickman is uh picking uh well, one, two, three different ones that um, that are unanimous picks every place else. It looks like, so she's got a good chance to uh, to take the lead or fall way behind. But anyway, uh, take a look for that uh, in the News Gazette, and of course that uh, the big game is Alabama and Florida State, two of the top ranked uh, teams in the country, and they uh, play. Uh, Tonight on the, the first weekend, how would you like to bend Indiana, open up with Ohio State? I don't know about you. I prefer to open up uh, with a young team like we've got. I prefer to open up with uh, Ball State. See how you can do there. It's a 10.55. I need to take a one more break here, and then we'll come right back. And on uh, Monday, uh, Lauren Tate and I will start our Monday morning uh, quarterbacking. That will be from 9 until 11 in this uh, in the penny uh, spot, as always, beginning this Monday. Thanks for all your calls and your text messages today. Talk to you on Monday on DWS in Champaign-Urbana.